Well, Broncos fans, if you're joining us, uh, welcome to One Winning Pod. Uh, we heard you guys wanted to uh, join another team, the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so welcome. Uh, glad to have you guys. But uh, but for real, One Winning Pod, uh, glad to be back. Uh, we're here to talk about the upcoming Browns game uh, of the series of... Uh, series of divisional games coming up for the Ravens, uh, all away games for that matter. Um, and here to talk about it are the One Money Pod crew. So thanks guys. Man, yeah. If you're a Broncos fan right now, I think you are definitely just looking at the lay of the AFC or the NFL in general and just figuring out who are you going to root for this year outside of your fantasy football team? Cause it's probably not the Broncos, but <laughs> I guess we can't talk too much because you know, Ravens are coming off a loss too, albeit not one anywhere near as poorly as that one, but yeah, big divisional game coming up here. Um, big one against Cleveland. We're looking for a, a big bounce back here to excite the our new Denver Broncos fans, friends. <laughs> I did take a picture of it at the scoreboard because <laughs> I thought that was crazy. You know, seventy to twenty, and they let off the gas. I feel like they could have scored more. They just like ah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> 10 touchdowns i mean that's yeah that's the equivalent of 10 touchdowns i don't actually remember if they scored 10 touchdowns no, it was, i assume yeah. they scored 10 it touchdowns. was 10 straight up touchdowns yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well yeah. that was that game was so much of a blowout i learned two things i learned number one that mike white is in miami now is apparently he had to go in there <laughs> for tua and that uh robbie anderson is no more i also learned that yeah chosen it's a very educational game <laughs> yeah well the ravens are going to Cleveland to play the Browns, their first opportunity to play the team this year, and uh, another opportunity to go against Watson as their quarterback, who, uh, surprise, surprise, is not playing all that well this year. He played better this week, week three, than he did the weeks prior. They went to a little bit more of a spread offense, which might help him out because that's more what he ran when he uh, once put up stats. And, uh, yeah, I'm very curious how it'll play out with him as quarterback in this game because, you know, there's definitely a peephole of potential, of light, where this offense could do quite well and um, succeed. They have some good talents um, at wide receiver. And uh, honestly, I think a a sneaky running back, Um, obviously not Chubb with that horrific injury, but uh, Jerome Ford's been playing pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a path. The offensive line's still what we, you know, know it to be. A bunch of big guys that uh, are quite talented and well-regarded in the league. So we'll see if, uh, if this offense is able to produce. No one's really done too much against our defense so far, but this might be one of the bigger challenges. Man, the, the Alec uber-bashing of Deshaun Watson continues right out of the gate. Man. Ha. Have to do it. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, first off, I mean, I, I understand why you're doing it, but like, I, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that while Watson, you know, weeks one and two, okay, really not good. I mean, he ha- was hyper efficient against the Titans, a-, a team that does not have the best defense in the league, sure, but didn't give up uh, too many points to the Saints. Now, granted, okay, the Saints offense, they're stalling a bit. Um, Chargers... They had a good game against them. Chargers offense is on another planet right now. But I mean, you know, it's not just the stat line in this game. You look at the highlights. I think we're starting in this game. We saw a little bit of the Watson that we saw 
in Houston. Um, so look, I think our defense can match up really well with him, but I do think that the Ravens are going to have to acknowledge when they look at the film and, and prepare for this matchup, things might actually be starting to click here for this offense in, in Cleveland. Now, granted, you know, I think they still have a limited amount of weapons and we'll talk about that. And particularly look at this game, rushing offense didn't get off the ground for for the Browns against the Titans. Uh, Amari Cooper had a very efficient game, seven catches on eight targets, 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, but yeah, I I think that the Ravens defense, they're going to have to take this offense seriously. Um, Watson may be coming into form, and that's something that I think we have to take seriously on the road after our defense just got you know defeated by Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah, I think you hit you hit on it. Um, you know, he had a fishing game against the Titans. Um, yeah, I feel like a couple of things I feel like I noticed. Um, they did a lot of like jet sweeps, uh, little, you know, wide receiver kind of like backfield formations, um, spread guys out um, to try and get guys in, in the flats. Uh, and the Titans just weren't able to go up and make a tackle. Elijah Moore, uh, which I feel like we have, you know, joked a little bit about in like our fantasy uh, leagues. Um, you know, as being a guy we've kind of expected to break out. Um, I don't know if he's broken out per se, but I mean, man, he has a lot, a lot of targets and a lot of receptions for the Browns. Um, I think even last week, I think he was like eight of 10. Um, I feel like he might be the the top leader in targets on the team, uh, for that matter. But, uh, I feel like the, the Browns are almost kind of using him almost like the Ravens want to use a flowers on these little, you know, screens and, and, uh, throws in the flat to kind of make him, uh, you know, make guys miss it. It kind of reminds me of that in, in a way. Uh, I, obviously I don't think the talent level is the exact same, but it's something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like at least from the Titans game, I feel like unfortunately Watson's strength is, I think he still throws a pretty good deep ball, um, especially on those nine routes. I mean, Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones, I think are guys who can go up making those contested catches. And, you know, obviously you feel better about that matchup if you have Marlowe, um, which at this point, you know, we don't know if he's going to be playing or not. But um, I'd be worried about that too. If, you know, if you get him, if he gets an opportunity to take a shot out of flip the field like that, um, those are guys who can, who can really make those plays and uh, flip the field quite easily. So um, I, I feel like where you know, the Ravens could have success. It really depends on their interior pass rush. Um, but I feel like the Titans, you know, they've got a guy, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, who's really, really strong on the interior defensive line. And, uh, you know, when those guys got push up front and kind of put Watson off his spot, uh, he's super inaccurate on these little short dump off passes. I mean, he had like at least two or three of them. He was just off the mark. Um, you know, and, so, you know, I, I think there, there's some good from him. There's some bad. Um, I think the Ravens probably have a playbook um, for what they need to do. Really, the question is whether, you know, they will have all of the guys they need to do that and then they execute it well. Yeah, I think it's really curious to see what we're going to see from this Cleveland offense. Um, this will only be Watson's 10th uh, game in Cleveland as their starting quarterback. And... As many saw on on primetime, um, you know, unfortunately for the Browns, uh, Nick Chubb, who's been the heart and soul of their offense for several seasons now, um, suffered a 
pretty horrific knee injury. Um, he's out for the rest of the season without question. I don't think, think he needed to be a doctor just to know that when you saw that happen. Um, and so, you know, th- this game against the Titans was the first full game that we saw from this offense for quite some time because Chubb didn't miss many games over the past four or five seasons um, with Deshaun Watson back there without Nick Chubb. And, you know, like I said, the, the run rushing offense did not get off, but uh, passing offense did. So I was expecting in this game that if the Browns were going to struggle to run the ball, then that was really not going to go well for them. I didn't think that their passing offense would really be able to carry the load, um, but it sure did to great effect. But again, like we're talking about, this is going to be a different matchup here. I think that if the Ravens are able to stifle the run like Tennessee was able to do, that'll play really well into the Ravens' favor. You know, what did we say was the issue against the Colts? It wasn't that the Colts' passing offense put up, you know, a great performance against them. They did fine. Minshew had a fine game. But really, like we said, it was the inability of of the young guys who were thrust into action uh, to shut down Zach Moss. So, you know, if the Ravens are able to look at game film and see what the Titans were able to do to, to bottle up Jerome Ford uh, and Kareem Hunt, who is back in Cleveland. Uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be a great formula for them to to force the Browns back into this passing attack, which is, you know, despite the fact that Watson had an efficient game last week, it's a week-to-week league. I think that the Ravens secondary does match up a lot better against these Cleveland targets than Tennessee did, but... Yeah, definitely guys you got to look out for. Elijah Moore, like you said, is a wild card. Guy who looked like he had so much potential his rookie year in New York, didn't work out in year two. Um, Is he starting to hit his stride? That's going to be a really interesting X factor in this matchup, I think, is, you know, we know what Cooper's going to be, but is Elijah Moore a guy who is ready to start burning defenses in Cleveland? It definitely sounds they're trying to get Elijah Moore more involved with these uh, trick plays. He's almost there. uh, (laughs) They're... There's Zay Flowers and that they really try to manufacture touches for him at this point. Definitely interested to see how they they approach it. And uh, as far as talking about these Titans, very, you know, professional football outfit is what I would say about the Titans. They they usually give you a good run for your money in games. At least that's uh, been their MO up until this season. This season might be a little different. But uh, definitely a team that you have to kind of respect, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. It was pretty... I feel like part of it was kind of pretty crazy just to see, you know, like how badly the Titans lost from like the scoreboard. Like, I feel like it didn't really seem that far. I mean, the Titans offense is also not good, um, to, to put it lately. Um, Tannehill's not really playing well right now. Um, they're not blocking very well. Uh, it was a game where Derrick Henry could not get going at all. Um, which is actually something we should probably talk about later when we get to the defense is the Browns run defense is, is quite good right now. Um, but, uh, you know, from, from the Browns offense, like, yeah, it was efficient. Um, I feel like the, there were a couple of big plays to Cooper that really kind of inflated some of the stats a little bit, but you know, they did end up scoring touchdowns on a lot of those drives, but I don't think the Titans defense played that poorly. It was really, they let up, a lot of yards to Ford, I think, was probably the the first thing, um, and then just a, a few key plays that you know, big plays that they really just need to stop. If you clean those up, I think the the score looks a lot closer. 
certainly if they were able to <laughs> like if the Titans were able to capitalize on that horrendous backwards pass that Watson threw I mean that was just one of the stupidest plays I've ever seen I mean the guy is getting sacked and looking behind him the running back and thinking hey I'm gonna dump this off was nowhere near the ball ended up nowhere near the running back <laughs> and I think they ended it back up with it but I mean that could have been absolutely terrible um, so if I'm the Ravens get them in positions like that to make plays like that because if you're going to do that consistently, Ravens are going to have a lot of success. But, you know, obviously wishful thinking. I definitely feel like the, the best path to success for the Ravens here is to kind of get back to the game plan that was so effective uh, the first two games of the season. Really, if we're able to stop the run um, and kind of force them to become more of a pass team, I, I like to take those chances more so than, uh, you know, allowing the run and like maybe not not being as effective passing the ball. Um I feel like in a way that's how I would I would best want to attack this team because uh, I I kind of I'd rather get beaten by by uh, <laughs> by Watson than than like the offensive line running back tandems. Oh sure, definitely. I mean, you know, you do that, you do have the chance to generate turnovers. I mean, gosh, like we're saying, as good as the as the Browns' offense looked against Tennessee. I mean, I didn't watch much of that. You know. Brown Steelers game that was on the Monday night the previous week because you know Orioles are playing at the same time in that uh, tough game against Houston but um, I did watch enough to see that it was a total slop fest I think the, there was a turnover on every time I turned the ball the channel over and I don't think I watched terribly much of the game so um, yeah I mean you know again bottling up the run game I think is is what you want to do it certainly helps that Chubb's not there. Chubb was a guy that the Ravens, you know, were able to slow down, but I think generally in the matchups, you know, Chubb was you generally able to, to do pretty well against the Ravens. Um, so you've got different running backs back there. Um, offensive line, particularly run blocking has always been something, you know, the past couple seasons that the Browns have been able to do really well. Um, I am looking at their offensive line right now and, it does look like it's a bit different than what we've seen in years past. Uh, you still see Wyatt Teller there at right guard. He's been there for a while. Uh, Jedrick Willis has been there at left. Honestly, the rest of it, though, looks like there is some some change up there. I think that is curious to see, um, and maybe this unit isn't quite as good as it has been in years past. I think they've had some turnover there from a veteran perspective. And you do see some injuries here, too. Jack Conklin is on IR, and you've got James Hudson uh, listed as out for right now. So maybe not the best offensive line that we've seen going into this game for the, for the Browns as we've seen in years past. That'd be certainly a plus if our uh, front seven, particularly if our defensive line and outside linebackers are able to do well against that offensive line. I think if we want to switch over to the defense, that's absolutely um, where I would want to start. They really invested, if you recall in our state of division, they invested in uh Dalvin Tomlinson, a bunch of other uh, veteran and defensive tackle depth, and then also went ahead and got uh, Siaki Ika um, in the draft to shore up defense and and some later picks as well. And it seems as though that front seven uh, is playing extremely well right now and enabling this defense to be one of the better units in the league. Definitely a task that will be uh, quite large for our offensive line, which may still be hobbled 
Um, obviously, recording this earlier in the week, unclear what the practice schedule is going to look like for guys like Stanley and, uh, Stanley and Linderbaum, hoping they can come back, but uh, no indication thus far. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be curious. I mean, I know with um, you know with Roman's walking schemes, I feel like you always ended up kind of having extra guys in some of these matchups where they were really um, you know, respectful of some of the players, some of the key players on these other rosters. Um, it'll be curious, I think, for Munkin of just, you know, how he wants to dial up protections against, um, you know, Miles Garrett. But, I mean, like you said, Alec, I think everybody on the defensive line is playing really well, so it might be hard to kind of focus on Garrett completely uh, during the game. But, I mean, I think, it, you know, it's it's going to start and end with him, man. I mean, you know, uh, Last week, three and a half sacks against the Titans, three tackles for loss. I mean, he was an absolute game wrecker by every sense of the word. And uh, you know, I mean, he's I mean, he's just playing great football right now. Um, but you know, I think you know, for McCarry, uh, for McCarry or Stanley, whoever plays him, uh, it's going to be a really, really tough matchup. I feel like the biggest thing for me is that you know he's going to get his opportunities. Lamar's definitely got to focus a little bit more on ball security. Um, I feel like that's kind of been a repeat issue over the last couple of weeks. And it hasn't been the worst in every situation, but I, this is a game where, like, if it happens enough, you're going to have these negative plays. So keeping the ball secure, trying to get them out. Um, either have, you know, somebody in the flat of, you know, a, a dump-off option for him to go to. Or, you know, try to run plays the other way, just away from Garrett. Um, you know, whatever we can do to try and limit his impact on the game, I think is going to be absolutely huge. Yeah, I'm very worried about this matchup with for our offensive line versus these guys. Now, I mean, granted, you know, maybe this is what they need. Like we said, they played really well against Cincinnati and then just wasn't there last week against Indianapolis. So maybe they just need that, that big defensive matchup against a division opponent on the road to get them in the right mindset. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I'm looking at both these defenses really, and I'm expecting a real low scoring game to be honest, because it, it just feels like both these units for different reasons are going to be handfuls for both offenses respectively. And yeah, I mean, this Browns defense, it's crazy. You know, they were had a bit of a down year from what was expected last year, but they have come out of the gate right now and um they're playing with swagger they're playing with confidence this is honestly this is probably the most nervous i've been for a matchup against the browns with the ravens probably ever i mean granted again you look at the offenses that they played so far okay week one you played a wounded Bengals offense week two you played matt canada led pittsburgh offense and then you played like we said the, the a titans team where it looks like Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, their magic may f- be at at the end. Their offense has been abysmal these first couple weeks in the season. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has not helped that. So, may you know, may, are they slightly inflated by their pl- who they've been playing against? It's possible, but also at the same time, like we're saying, they've got a lot of talented guys. So, I, I it's tough with what we're seeing right now to separate you know the matchup with the talent, but certainly there's a lot of players here that the Ravens are going to need to match up against and just stop them from doing what they've been through the first three weeks of the season. Cause this is what they've done so far from everything I'm reading online, you know, in, in Cleveland media, it's created a very confident group that I'm sure 
um, is going to be very focused in this matchup against uh, the Ravens. Yeah, the defense is playing, uh, you know, unbuckled is what I heard the term. You know, no seatbelts, just kind of flying around. We know uh, this defense has kind of been built to slow down Lamar, which is always tricky with guys like JOK. Um, very speedy, able to get around and uh, slow down those kind of attacks. Um, yeah, it's definitely concerning. <laughs> they made that big trade uh, for Zadarius Smith. Um, I mean, not big, I guess, but like <laughs> the pick swap and got Zadarius Smith. So it's just a lot of, a lot of high-octane, talented players on that side of the ball that uh, could really spell trouble. I, I do also kind of fear for this matchup because, you know, so far, I guess the offense, when they really need to, has put up points, uh, you know, end of that last game excluded. Um, they've, they've found a way to turn it on and, and get points that they need, but they're going to really need to do so uh, against this defense. I, I, I think it's going to be challenging. They're going to have to be efficient. They're going to have to protect the ball and, um, and make sure, you know, string together good play calls. Nothing I, I don't think they can't, can't do. It's just, it's, it's always challenging, and this is going to be a, a big test. I think uh, as excited I w- as I was to win against the Bengals and feeling like, oh, we got the monkey off our back, we can beat anyone, there's a little bit of you know added concern from how uh, we performed against the Colts, and you kind of want to see something reassuring in this game to say, okay, uh, you know this team's okay, we're bouncing back. Uh, if they lose this game, it could be a beginning of a, of a tailspin uh, on this road trip uh, against some good opponents. Well, and also we're going, we're jumping up from a tier two to tier one matchup, right? Tier one matchup. Go back from what you said. Yeah. And I think that's again, another thing that you look at this matchup and you know, Cleveland's going to be hyper-focused because if, if, if Cleveland wins this game, then, you know, they will be through four weeks of the season. They'll be first place in the AFC North. And I mean, I don't know how many times in recent memory, the Browns have done that. And I'm pretty sure the answer is they haven't. So you know that that's going to be on the coaching staff's mind, on the players' mind. Um, that's going to be on the fans' mind. I bet you that stadium is going to be a, a raucous place. I mean, the Browns fans, say what you will about the Browns um, and, and what their record has been through the years. Um, that fan base is passionate. That I've never been to a game there, but when you look at it on TV, it always looks like the, the fans are going crazy there particularly in these past couple of years when the Browns have actually shown somewhat of a product. So yeah, this is going to be a, a really tough environment to play in against a tough team. And the Ravens fully believe that they can get this win, that they can beat this team. Um, but they're really going to have to not have the mistakes that they had uh, against Indianapolis. And I'd also say against Cincinnati too. I mean, you know, there were certainly times there penalties killed uh, some drives, particularly in the end of the first half that could have led to, to a touchdown um, in that game. Obviously you had the uh, mess up on the, the special teams, the punt return touchdown. Um, you're not going to be able to have those, those mistakes in this matchup and, and expect to, come out of it now I mean certainly you could you could force a, another mistake to, to offset it but I think this game is just going to come down to which team does a better job protecting the football which team makes less mistakes so you're gonna have to be really mentally tough in this game as as a whole I think for the to come out with a victory here I do just want to bring up I think 
I think this is probably a week that Munkin unveils some new plays that we haven't seen before. Um, I, I think kind of what you said earlier, Alec, I think it was uh, Delpit who kind of mentioned that they're playing a little bit unleashed. Um, you know, with that, uh, there could be a little bit of overconfidence. And I think that's where you kind of add a little bit of misdirection and you do things you haven't seen before um, to be able to, you know, get the Browns going one way and then you come back and you go the other way instead. Um, so, I mean, for me, like, I feel like we're going to see a few new wrinkles. Um, I certainly, you know, I, I feel like the, the run game is still a little bit of a wild card and that's mainly because of health. Um, if Hill's able to play, I think that adds a lot. I think with Hill and Drake, I think you can do some, some interesting things, particularly with getting them out on the edge, getting them in space, you know, whatever, what, what have you. I think you can do some of that. If not, I think it limits a little bit what you can do in the run game, but I'd say in the past game, I mean... I know they're 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 trying to get Zay going, and I feel like either one of two things is going to happen. You're going to throw, you know, uh, some quick passes to Zay. He's going to make some guys miss, and you know he's going to win big because the Browns are playing really aggressive. Or what you end up happening is like last week we were calling for, you know, hey Bateman's wide open. You know, if he's able to play, uh, you know, I feel like that's kind of an opportunity. You take advantage of those matchups when you can. And, uh, you know, you make him make a big play. Um, I think, you know, I, I think the Browns secondary is improved, but I do think that there's some weak links in here too. Um, I wouldn't throw it to Denzel Ward. Emerson is a guy I would probably try to pick on a little bit. Uh, Delpit, I think you can pick on a little bit, especially if you kind of uh, throw some misdirection, kind of get them thinking like, okay, which guy am I supposed to cover? Uh, I think you can take advantage of that a little bit. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, in addition to the turnover game, obviously, you know, turnovers, you know, you got to limit them when you can, you got to cause them when you can. But, uh, you know, the, the Browns team is playing a little bit aggressive, and I think you can you can do some things to kind of take advantage of that too. So your guys' opinion, do you think, uh, sounds like from what I'm hearing from you, Chris, at least, you want to attack them and through the air? That's that's how you feel a little bit more confident about being able to beat them? I mean, I feel like it's going to be have to be a little bit of both. Um you know, I, it's unfortunate. Like, I feel like it's kind of a similar uh, defensive roster to the Colts. So, like, yeah, you can try to run over them and, you know, try to uh, wear down some of their pass rushers so they can't tee off on you. You can do that. Um, but I do think I, – I, I don't know. I feel like from the tape, I feel like the Browns' secondary plays a little bit more aggressive than maybe the Colts do. So, I mean, that could be another way to do it too. Yeah, I mean – and the other thing you got to look at um, – just how they bottled up Derrick Henry last last week. And, I mean, look, Derrick Henry hasn't had a, a huge start to the year, but, I mean, he's still, presumably, uh, until we can see that, that he is past his prime, you know, one of the top running backs in this league. And there was just no no room at all uh, there for, for him. I mean, you, you look at that and you look at um, how, sure, w- when Gus was in there, he was effective against the Colts, but you know, I, I feel like we've seen Gus have more effective games than what he had, and we're not even sure if Gus Edwards is going to play. If, if you're going in there and your running backs are Justice Hill, Kenyon Drake, and Melvin Gordon, and we're expecting that we're going to be able to establish the run outside of Lamar Jackson against this defense, I think that that's going to be that's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I, I think your best shot is showing some new wrinkles in the passing game, try and catch them off off guard with stuff they haven't seen on film. And look, we paid Lamar Jackson the money. We got him targets. At some point, we're really going to have to lean on the passing game to 
win games. Uh, that's going to have to be there week in and week out as something that this team can fall back on when other aspects of of your team, whether it be run defense or or running the ball, um, special teams just aren't up to up to the task, right? That's what the truly elite offenses are able to do. And I I fully believe that at some point this season, we will see that. Like I said, we're still seeing the transition into this Munkin offense. Um, I I think we, we can see this, Offense has shown glimpses that it can be an aerial attack, and it's just going to take some time. And maybe it starts uh, this week against Cleveland. I think we can move on to uh, bowl predictions, score predictions. I'll go ahead and go first. Um, score prediction. Uh, I do think it's going to be close. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know... The Ravens are struggling with injuries, but even then, I mean, they're. All, I feel like their offense is just playing a little bit better than the Browns right now. Um, I mean, God, yeah, I, they're trending up a little bit. I think from the game against the Titans, but overall, I feel like there's a lot of things. I feel like I still have just questions about. I, th- I think the Ravens want to bounce back from this. I do think that they're going to win this. However, I do think it's probably going to be a lower scoring affair. Um, I'll go eighteen seventeen. Uh, eighteen seventeen Ravens. I think it'll be close. Maybe it's a last second field goal. Uh, I think Tucker's also looking for some uh, redemption. As far as uh bold prediction, this one's interesting. Um, is it bold to say that I think a running back is going to be playing on this team that we don't uh, have on the roster today? <laughs> I mean, like a, a James <laughs> Robinson or, or somebody. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty likely. But uh, you want you want to name who it'll he'll be? No. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you want to name Tyler, Tyler Beatty? Oh man, cut by Denver. That is not something you want on your resume right now. <laughs> Call back. I guess. You, I mean, hey, I, I guess you know what? I mean, I guess. Um, it, it can, can that be like a twofer? Can I say that like it'll be a running back that we don't have on the roster, and it's going to be Beatty, but both have to be true? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, stranger things have happened. You know, Stone left for Houston. He came back. He's played really well. So, I think Beatty did get picked back up by the Broncos. Everything I'm seeing online says he's still there. Uh, how about that? All right, well, short-lived experiment. We can, we, we can let you have that. They're, uh, they're going to have a new running back. I wish I had a better one, but I feel like I can't really make any predictions on Monday of, you know, last week it was like always oh, going to have a bunch of pressures, and they ended up getting hurt. So uh, 18 to the 17 was what you said for the score, right? Yeah. Well, that lines up pretty nicely with, uh, with Vegas is saying. So they have an over-under of 41.5, and uh, Browns are favored by 2.5. Definitely feels about right. Can buy all of that. Ugh, I don't know, man. In my heart, I feel like this is gonna be a loss. It makes me really sad. Um, but I, I'm gonna. I can't. I can't pick against them. Not in this matchup. It's like this is totally winnable. They should be able to do it. It's important that they do it. So, I, I, I feel very similar. I think Peter, maybe you said it first, but then Chris like agreed with it. So we're all in, in unison here. Low scoring affair. Like, I don't know, 17-13 Ravens? Ugh. Don't love that. Watch them, like, put up 40, you know, or uh, 30 points <laughs> each. Be a shootout. You know? <laughs> be like a little bit of a shootout, yeah. 
Oh man, like that was uh, late twenty twenty that uh, Monday night game, the poop game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then, oh guys, so tough. You know, I said that Hamilton turnover. Uh, he was very involved in the game, just wasn't a turnover. Uh, Peters at Justice Hills for a hundred yards. We we allowed him to change it in post uh, to Gus. <laughs> Didn't matter. <laughs> Didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, Chris got his Lamar's leading rusher. Not Let's necessarily. Go. Man, this, guy's, this guy's going for layups, man. New running back, Lamar's leading rusher. I learned from these, this guy. These are, these are bold predictions, not you know, <laughs> not shoe in predictions. Uh, all right. I mean, you want to change? Uh, I don't know. Darby with like two, with like three pass deflections or something. I don't know. Oh, that's a lot. I feel like I haven't heard. I haven't heard a lot from Darby. All right. We'll give you about that. Maybe that's the parlay. New running back. I'll, I'll, we'll give you one pass deflection for Darby. <laughs> all right sure <laughs> <laughs> there we go it's like uh they don't they don't give you uh the boost on dk unless you put three things together we'll say two for you <laughs> i haven't been doing very well on dk recently so i guess I mean, you know what i i remember actually call back i said i've been picking defense i go go i go offense so here here's my uh my super bowl prediction boys and girls Bateman's hamstring's fine, and the breakout comes this game. So this game, bait game. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? It's just like he gets three catches instead of one. Sheesh, <laughs> slander. Uh, no, but you got to be yeah. specific. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, enumerate. Right, quote unquote breakout game. The bait game. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say. How about this? Is this? this I feel like this is about the best as I can do for you. I'm going to say he scores 15 PPR points. Oh, geez. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to look that up now. But okay, that's fine. Well, I he's mean, on like all your teams, right? It, it, it won't be hard. So it's just, you know, one point per perception, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ten, ten, oh, one point for I 10 ju- I just want to make sure we have to look it up. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can do that in my head. Like we can't, we can't, score. like, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I don't usually like score fantasy points when I'm watching a game, but, but yeah, I mean, we can look at. Yeah, up. I, I can go back and look, but it's, it's okay. more so because, like, yeah, it, I guess, like, what I'm trying to put in this is like he may or may not score a touchdown, <laughs> uh, and that will impact how many yards he needs to get for it to be a bait game, okay, and touches and all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, this is a, a really tough one, and um, honestly a game that I wouldn't be shocked if either team wins. Um, low scoring. I think that um, the Browns, look, you look at their schedule, and have they really played anyone? I mean, have the Ravens really played anyone either? I don't know. You know, it, it's still too early to tell. I think that the Ravens will win this one in the close one. Um, I was going to say 17 to 13. I guess I'll say 17 to 14 then since Alec uh, took my score prediction. Bowl prediction, I'll go defense. And I'm going to say that Kyle Hamilton gets his first career interception. Oh, man. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's one of those classics, man. You know, if you're just trying to hit one, just Kyle Hamilton one. Yep. Kyle yep. Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing the the classics. <laughs> You're gonna hit eventually. <laughs> eventually, eventually. Yeah, we just rotate it, Chris. That's you next week. You gotta go Hamilton. <laughs> uh, I hope that some of it comes, man. Uh, I feel like we've had a couple of fumbles, but not as many ints. So 
Yeah, we'll see. I think it was tough. I, I was telling K-Fish. I was like, man, that, him playing nickel, I'm not so sure if he's going to get an INT, you know? He kind of impacts the game in other ways. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, as always, feel free to send us in your bold predictions. We'd love to hear them. You can do that on Twitter, at OneWinningPod. Gmail, OneWinningPod at gmail.com. Threads, OneWinningPod. And uh, we'll be back, hopefully with a Ravens win, going 3-1. and one. That'd be excellent. And uh, as always, make sure to get some Zulaki this weekend. I know I'll be there. I think Peter's going to be there for a little bit as well. Uh, St. Demetrius Creek Orthodox Festival all weekend long, including during the Ravens game. <laughs> and uh, in Parkville, come find us. It'll be great. And we'll see you next week.